podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about obesity and what I perceive to be, and what many food scientists and sociologists would say is also probably the number one culprit as to why we are the, the most obese we've ever been in human history. And today's going to be kind of the intro to that series, and I'm going to just continue to do this series and talk about different aspects of this number one thing for the next few weeks. Now, before we begin, please, if you have not done so already, rate and review The Awakened Man. I think I don't self-promote enough. I should. Uh, But please rate and review if you're new to this feed. And also, of course, I have Confessions of an Obese Child. I have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. Both of those have had since 2017. And then the newest podcast I have here is The Cinema Rag. You can find all of these on Apple and Spotify. So if you like movies and celebrity gossip, please check out The Cinema Rag. I started it back in January. It already has 200 episodes, and I'll have probably 280 by the new year if we get that far. Okay. We're the most overweight we've ever been in human history, recorded human history, which recorded human history and human history would be the same in this regard because our Paleolithic ancestors were not fat as a whole. If you look at the statistics, it's about 70% to 80% of Americans are overweight, meaning they're anywhere from 5 to 20 pounds overweight. And then 40% are obese, meaning more than 20 pounds overweight. So this is the fattest we've ever been. If you look at the statistics back in 1970, only 10% of Americans were overweight, not even obese, just overweight. And now it's 70 to 80. So you really have to look about what's changed. What's really changed in 50 years? And so, look, there's a lot of culprits here. You could say the breakdown of the family has led to perhaps the mother, the father not having time to prepare food. So that could be a cause of it. Uh, You can look at portion sizes, no doubt, have gotten larger. If you look at the size of what a hamburger was at McDonald's in 1970 and compared to what it is now, back then it was about the size of regular hamburger was the size of the Kid Burger today. And we all know this. I don't have to spend too much time on this. If you go to any restaurant, the large majority, unless you're going to the froofy, pretentious restaurants that give you too little and then drizzle sauce around it and then charge you $40 for it. If you go to the typical Golden Corral, Applebee's, whatever it is, you know the, the national franchises, Chili's, they just give you way too much food. So portion size is a problem as well. I think we talked about this about two months ago that I believe America is in a collective depression. If you look at the the rate of obesity, if you look at the rate of prescription drug use, especially psychotropic drugs like depression and anxiety drugs, if you look at the rate of alcohol consumption, if you look at the rate of drug consumption, recreational drug, and of course, illegal drugs, opioids and so forth, uh, using Ritalin off-label, using Xanax off-label, I believe we're in a collective depression. 
But when it comes to food, I think the number one reason we're overweight is because we're eating frankenfoods. Now, these foods are collectively called the highly processed foods. Processed meaning they essentially have been so adulterated from their natural environment that we don't even recognize them. So a good example of this would be corn. If you look at corn, you look at the kernels, but most of the way that we use corn in America is in food ingredients in the form of dextrose, maltodextrin, corn syrup, and most insidiously, high fructose corn syrup, which is found in all the sodas today, unless you're buying the gourmet sodas or Mexican sodas. High fructose corn syrup is the syrup that's in sodas because it's so cheap because the corn industry was subsidized by the government that was even cheaper to use that than cane sugar. And we know high fructose corn syrup, which is highly refined corn syrup, is an obesogen. It's a known ingredient that makes you fat, and it's highly, highly sweet. So the, the highly processed foods, or the HPFs, are essentially going to be foods that are fake. So if you think of like the modified paleo diet, which is kind of the diet I've always adhered to, I was just say advocated, back since this website, naturopathicearth.com, was created back in 2016, is if God didn't make it, don't eat it. So yes, are pesticides sprayed on our produce? Absolutely. But produce as a whole is, is natural and our body is built to metabolize these readily. Same thing for meats, fishes, pork, animal products. We can handle this. This is what our Paleolithic ancestors have been doing. I mean, we think about how long we've been in the modern world. You could argue the modern world and its most liberal use could be since the Renaissance. But most people would say since the Industrial Revolution. So you're looking at 200 years. But 200 years is a drop in the bucket compared to the millions of years that we were hunters and gatherers. So our bodies are used to eating things that are natural. Even something like honey, which is a sweetener, our bodies can handle that, even though most of our paleolithic ancestors were not eating honey because honey, like all the food at the time, was hit and miss. This is why we're wired also to do fasting, intermittent fasting, or even prolonged fasting, because it was feast or famine for our ancestors. They would go several days without food, and then if they killed something, they would feast on it. They would feast on it. And also remember with produce, it was always whatever was in season. So winter, depending where you were in the world, was a very, very bare time. It was a bare time to find anything fresh. And of course, spring and summer and, and late in, in the fall would, would be better times to pick stuff from berries, bushes, trees, and so forth. But it was feast or famine. But all these foods we can metabolize. Then you look at the agricultural revolution that came several thousand years ago. That's when we, as our, our ancestors, settled down, so to speak. And that's when they started sowing crops. So that's when wheat, for example, corn, rice, became more readily available. And also we domesticated the cow, and so we got milk. These things are harder for our body to absorb, but compared to the frankenfoods that make up the large amount of grocery store chains, we can consume these things. Yes, you'll hear about lactose intolerance. Of course, some people are born that way. Most of the time, it just develops with older people as they stop making lactase, the enzyme that brings up, breaks down lactose. And yes, I mean, there are going to be people that are sensitive to gluten. They, some studies say about 75% of people are sensitive to gluten, meaning that, that leads to brain fog and bloating and dysbiosis and these things like that. But the majority of people can eat bread. Okay, There's only a few that, that trigger the anti-immune disorder called celiac disease, where literally you could die from that. It's a malabsorption problem. But even those things we can eat. 
But if you look at the grocery store, the grocery store is mostly made up of what are called highly processed foods. And these make up the middle aisles of the grocery store. Notice they intentionally put the produce, the meats, and the dairy on opposite sides because they want you to cross through the, the middle aisles. Big grocery does this on purpose to manipulate you. Absolutely. Big food and big grocery work in tandem as a conspiracy. What's a conspiracy? Two people that are working together to hide things from people. It's a conspiracy to A, get you to buy more stuff and B, to get you addicted to stuff. Food scientists that work for Kraft, Nestle, these big food manufacturers that, that own tons of brand names that you don't even know that they own. They are constantly working to make their food as addictive as possible by hitting the bliss point, which is the perfect ratio of fat, sugar, and salt. They want you addicted to their foods. And they love to make the middle grocery aisle foods because these are easy to make, don't use a lot of expensive ingredients, and they can charge up the wazoo for the packaging. So if you look at the middle aisle grocery foods, most of them have three ingredients. We have an episode here, the three ingredients you find in 90% of middle aisle grocery foods. So it's going to be some, some form of sweetener. This is typically going to be corn-based. Some form of emulsifier or softener, which is typically going to be a genetically modified soybean oil or soy lecithin, which is another emulsifier, or some sort of corn syrup or coin oil or canola oil. Canola oil is a portmanteau for Canadian oil. Its original name is rape seed. That's genetically modified. And then it's going to be some sort of flour product or a cornmeal product. And that's cheap, cheap, cheap for big food to make because flour is the crap part of wheat. See, the good part of wheat is the, the bran, the kernel, the bran. But they grind the crap part that makes flour. Flour makes all the things that we find addictive. Bread, donuts, danishes. Lots of cereals, muffins, brownies, cakes. That's all flour, right? It's all flour-based. Pasta is essentially based from the same thing. And all these foods are super cheap to make because flour is garbage. So if you look at the middle aisle grocery food, it's almost always going to be a combination of these three things. And we'll talk about it in an ongoing series when we hit each of these aisles, what the problem is. But the overall problem with these foods is that they're high in calories, but low in nutrition, low in nutritional goodness. So they're not nutrient dense. What are foods that are nutrient dense? Animal products, avocado, nuts, beans, eggs, nutrient dense, nutrient dense profile, good profile of micro and macronutrients. What's not nutrient dense? All the middle aisle grocery store foods. So they want you to buy this stuff because they charge so much for them because of the packaging and doesn't cost them a lot to make it. They put in ingredients in there that make them addictive so you're more likely to buy. Remember the old stories about the, the bag of chips? You can't, you can't just stop with one. I think that was Pringles that used to say that. Well, of course you can't because they put MSG, which is a flavor-enhancing addictive substance. They don't want you to stop at once. They want you to get hooked on it just like the same reason McDonald's wants you to take your kids for Happy Meals to hook them in so they'll be lifelong consumers. The same reason why Juul, the vape maker, targets children with kid flavors and in, in kid marketing 
to get them hooked in. So it's the same thing. So you have to see that we are being manipulated. Big food, big grocery, just like Big Pharma, doesn't care about you, doesn't care about your health, certainly doesn't care about the health of your family. They just want you to go through the middle aisle of the grocery store and buy their crap. The same crap that is high in calories and low in nutrition. So what results in high in calories and low in nutrition? So instead of a, a typical male consuming 2,600 calories a day, you're consuming 4,000 calories because you're eating garbage foods. So if you're taking in more than your body's burning, you gain weight. You gain weight. They don't care about your health because you know what? If you, if you eat poorly, it eventually leads to vitamin and mineral deficiency, which is one of the predispositions to disease. So big food sets you up for 20, 30 years and just throw in big alcohol, big tobacco to get you sick. And then the other arm, the other tentacle of the beast will come in, which is big pharma. Oh, you got high cholesterol. Oh, you're pre-diabetic. Oh, you have hypertension. We have the solution. You just have to take metformin or lisinopril or Crestor for the rest of your life. So then they have a customer for the next 30, 40 years as those drugs give you minimal beneficial effects and tons of adverse effects. So we are being played, but we are also need to be responsible and accountable for our actions. We need to avoid the middle aisle grocery foods. And we're going to continue a series here and go through each aisle and talk about what you should avoid and what you should eat in turn. There is no disease fairy that comes at the end of your life and sprinkles disease on you when you're 62. You're gonna get diabetes. You're gonna get prostate cancer. You're gonna get lung cancer. No, the big three is killers. The big three killers in America are done by lifestyle choices. Smoking, showing your life expectancy. Alcohol, showing your life expectancy. Obesity, showing your life expectancy. These are choices. Yes, we're being manipulated by food porn. Yes, we're being manipulated by constant advertising. Yes, these insidious scientists are creating foods to make it purposefully addictive on us. But ultimately, guys, we are responsible for what we put in our mouth. So knowledge is power. Know what's going on. And we'll continue on future episodes to kind of guide you through the middle aisles. And really, ideally, you want to avoid the middle aisles pretty much completely. Guys, as I mentioned, please rate and review. It helps with the algorithm. Go check out the Cinema Rag. There's a link in the episode notes for PayPal. There's a link in the episode notes for Naturopathic Earth, the website that has hundreds of articles and recipes. Until next time, take care. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.